Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't got to fuck with me. I fucks with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm getting everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and it is July 17th, 2018. It is your Tell the Truth Tuesday, just in the nick of goddamn time. I have worked it out. I'm doing good. So I, um, I deleted last week's show because when I went back, because I don't edit my shows in the sense of where I go back and I delete things I said or, you know, things as such. No, 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 I don't do that. What I do is I go back and I listen just to see if what I was saying, if the words, you know, came across properly, if what I was saying, you know, came through the way it needed to. And so um, I was able to (coughs) discern that last week, um, you know, it, it wasn't, it was too emotional. Like, I was saying things that were personal to people that probably don't listen to the show. And um, in addition to that, it it, it wasn't in my best interest to, you know, continue that conversation or that energy because of the fact that I really don't give a fuck. Like, you, you can't go around saying you don't give a fuck about certain things and then you do give a fuck about certain things so that particular thing I didn't give a fuck about I guess I was just hurt uh because of the people that were involved because it's kind of like you know what is your fucking problem so here it is 11 11 p.m in upstate New York you know and I'm I'm doing the show so for me I always try to Look back at okay, well, what did this teach me? So y'all gonna y'all gonna trip out when I tell y'all what went on this week. So Mars was in retrograde. Mars was showing up and showing the fuck out. So it's kind of different than Mercury being in retrograde. And if you men don't understand what the fuck that means, you better start listening to your girls because trust me, we're gonna tell you all about the planets. So I got a lot of work done. A lot of paperwork, a lot of phone calls were made. Um, Raging Raging Reiki is actually um, the first of two sip and sees where you guys can come, have some rosé with me, chop it up, sign up for the class, 
is this Saturday and this Sunday at the NAC, which is the old Niagara Falls High School. Uh, it will be from 3 to 4 p.m. I will be up there. <clears throat> as soon as you come in, you'll be able to talk to either the receptionist or someone there that can bring you to the studio that we're having the sip and see as my actual studio is all the way up on the fourth floor, which the actual Raging Reiki class starts August 4th. As of right now, the schedule will be Saturdays and Sundays from, you know, 2 to 3 or 3 to 4, depending. I'll post it. And then Mondays and Tuesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. So, unless otherwise noted. So, all that stuff was getting done. We went and priced out the hazmat suits and helmets and everything else that was needed and talked to attorneys about confidentiality waivers and, you know, making sure there's damage waivers. And so it just all in all was a very productive week. So I'm rested. Everything is well. Websites are getting revamped. Ideas are flowing. Everything is great. So it starts to calm down a little bit. When things are in retrograde, it means that basically your electronics are going to be fucked up because everything is kind of universally going backwards. But in addition to that, you have some themes that pop up. Mm. Shout out to whatever fucking company this is that uh, makes this seltzer water that has like 6% alcohol in it. It's really great. I appreciate it. Uh, You add a little fruit to it, and it's great, and you're not gaining weight. So I got back in the gym because that's something that is of importance. I'm able to go to the gym with my son, uh, who's of age now, and he's getting ready to try out for some sports teams. So the week was good. It 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 was about, you know, manifesting and and Putting your intentions out there is one thing, but manifesting it and executing it, two different things. You know, and a lot of us have a problem with execution because, you know, we, you know, everybody has a good idea. You know, I, I tell people all the time, one of the reasons why ghostwriting is lucrative is because everybody has a fucking story, but nobody knows how to write the fucking book, you know. So the reason that the show is entitled Who This is because you get to a certain level And I think that part of this little self-actualization happened to me this week when I listened to last week's show. And even though it's angry, it's okay for me to be angry, it's okay for me to face my demons, like I'm telling you the exact same motherfucking thing that I've always said my entire life. So whether you knew me or not, I say the same shit. So I I, I can't change what the fuck I said, okay? All I can do is change how I choose to deal with you after you deal with what the fuck I said or whatever it is that I did. So a lot of lies get told on people in an everyday fashion. I talked about the LaShawn McCoy case and all these other things, and what the fuck did I say? I was almost upset that I deleted it because I told you, I said, y'all act like y'all don't know a chick that won't let go, you know. And I don't talk about them because I don't know y'all motherfuckers, but all I know is media has lied on me before. I mean, exuberant lies, fancy lies. Shit that could have got my kid taken away, shit that could have got, you know what I mean, me in further trouble, I could have lost my job, all based on a lie, okay? So I'm very careful with what I post and what I say, and a lot of people are not. So, you know, this last week when I listened to the show, it didn't even sound like myself. Like, who in the fuck is this bitch? Damn, just venomous. Oh. And I watched a Dave Chappelle special. It was a two-part special on Netflix. And uh, 
to see his self-actualization to where he finally got to a place where he literally states, he said, I'm an excellent comic. You know, I, he's like, I'm, I'm really serious. He said, I really scare myself how good I am at what the fuck it is that I do. And a lot of us are afraid to say that because of conceit and because other people will tell you, well, I mean, aren't we raised as children? You're a goddess and you could do whatever you want and, you know, you're, you're amazing. And then we, we're, we get adults and we're supposed to be fucking humble. <laughs> like, what, what do you want me to do, this bipolar way of parenting? I, I think the fuck not. My mother always told me I was great. That's what the fuck it is. Show me I was the you know, most beautiful girl in the world. And then my dad would chime in, but pretty don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that balance, you know. And I was the only daughter to my father. So I listened to the show last week, and I'm like, who in the fuck is this girl? Like, I sounded so almost retarded to me, and retarded before you go, oh, my God. She retarded in the Italian and Latin sense of the word, meaning retardando, meaning slowed, meaning delayed, meaning antiquated and just not able to keep up. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, my God. And I deleted the show. That is one of, I think I have 235 shows. That is one of maybe three shows that I have deleted. Um. And one of them I deleted when my friend Shan died because that was, you know, for those of y'all that shared it, y'all know that was an emotional wreck for me. And I said I was going to delete it because I wouldn't want anyone to listen to that show, and you know what I mean, and be going through something with transcendence or transitioning. So I deleted the show, and I got rid of that energy. I learned to... um Basically, you know, I'm always going to be the type, listen, I'm easy. I'm not too hard to find. I'm not everywhere all the time, that's for sure, but I'm not too hard to find. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I'm terrified to start this new business venture because it puts me in a position where, first of all, I'm not going to ever watch what the fuck I say. You know, and and it's like I said before, have I said things that I regret? Absolutely. And I think that as an adult, I can admit that. But if you're not adult enough to come to me and say, bitch, I really didn't like when you said this, okay, we're not going to talk about it. You know, I was adult enough this week to have conversations with people that I know for a fact have said some salty balls shit about me in a moment of anger. And now... You're, you're, we're back, everything is cool. See, you have an issue with me. I don't fucking have an issue with you because you're not an issue. And so that hurts me because I'm like, I would hope that I, what did I do to you that hurt you so bad? That's how I have to look at it now. What did I do to you that hurt you so bad that you have nothing better to do with your time and day but your box of wine or box of beer, whatever it is that you drink with a straw, um, to talk about me? You know, and I'm talking male or female because these men are bitches too. And so it was so hurtful because, you know, when I don't deal with anybody anymore, and and this is tried and true, I don't have anything negative to say about them. I could write a whole book about factual shit, but you're not going to hear me say shit like this person's a terrible parent or this person was ugly or listen. And and I saw a post yesterday on Humans of New York where the woman – it's a picture of a, a baby's hand and a, and a woman's hand. It looks like a man's hand if you go on Humans of New York on Instagram. And she says, you know, that her husband beat her in front of her daughter and made the, the, the little girl call the mother a bitch. The baby's like three years old. And she said she got out of there. 
And she said, so I'm not going to take nothing from him. He's a great father. He just was a horrible husband. Now, I have said actually the opposite many times, and a lot of people attacked this woman um, for saying that. And, and, And it goes back to you have to know the difference between a husband and a father. She's speaking her truth, and then so we get on social media and we beat her up again for speaking her truth. It's okay to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Just make sure that when you say it to me, you're ready for the consequence. So, you know, in moments where I spoke and wasn't ready for the consequence, I didn't receive a consequence. And so if I didn't receive a consequence in that moment, why are we talking about this later on? That was the point of the show. So I realized when I listened to the show, like, Denise, you're not in that place anymore. You're either going to deal with this person and these people in a loving happy way, no matter what they've done to you, okay, because really in the grand scheme of things, it's all minute, right? I know what love looks like, and I know what it don't look like, you know, and I wish that a lot of us women, I guess what I was trying to say was, y'all, you know, nobody's boyfriend can come to me and tell me about you, your ex-husband, your current, nobody can come tell me about nobody that I know personally from my town or anybody that I knew personally at all, because the first thing that's going to happen is, let me stop you right there, okay? I'm not going to let you do that because in two weeks y'all going to be back together. Or I'm not going to, as you get older, you know, you just learn to stay out of shit, you know. And I wish that everyone afforded me the same. You know, someone asked me about someone I was cool with the other day, and I said, you know, I, I wish them all the luck. I, I really couldn't tell you what happened. That would be a question that you had to ask them, but their parents are still my parents. That's still my sister. Her sister is my sister. Everything is still love. I, I don't, you know, I didn't see, you know, what y'all talking about or what happened or whatever, whatever. So, but is it a situation where I'm going to embarrass myself or, you know, grovel and be like, oh, my God, please, you know, talk to me? Absolutely not, because I didn't do anything to you personally. But I guess my understanding comes from when people love you so much, they look at you in a certain light. And when you are not being the light that they're used to or the beacon that they're used to, they get angry. You know, it's, it's, it would be kind of like watching any loved one in your mind throw their life away or, you know, throw a relationship away. You hurt for them. And so that's the only thing, and that's not forgiveness. That's I, I get why you're doing that. I just wish that someone would show me the same empathy. So... The week goes on, I'm having a, a healed heart where, you know, it's it's getting to a place where you start to get to the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which to me is, is the top, is self-actualization, because your basic needs are being met. And you start looking at people and just not recognizing those people at all. And then you don't recognize yourself within yourself, if that makes sense. So I'm terrified to start this new business because... For as, as public as I am, I'm actually very private. So now I'm going to have a schedule on all these things where people could actually physically come and be around me, and I would really rather be in my Cancerian shell. I really would. You know, I'm a moon child. Mm. But this is something that needs to be done, and I know that it's something that is on my path because I literally just started talking about this in April. So here we are like 90 days later, and it's fucking happening. And it's ridiculous because I'm just like, oh, my God. Matter of fact, no, it wasn't April. It was like the end of May 
that someone suggested, oh, you should, you know, become a Reiki master and you should just, you know, teach classes. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Literally, it went from that to that. So, and the entire meaning of Reiki is universal life force, okay? So the class is going to be just something different, and I'm not doing it for money. I think, you know, with any business venture, it's just like giving birth. Like you pray that people get the message you're trying to send, and you pray that, people are healed. So I'm going to actually kick it up a notch because I've done the research. And the show that I was telling you guys about that I'm also on on squeaker.com, I'm going to actually create a Raging Reiki show, which basically, because I have so many listeners from the UK, from Russia, from Thailand, from Laos, from Nicaragua, from Spain, you know, it's it's really ridiculous. I'm really blessed and fortunate, but like I said, 30% of my listeners are in the UK. Um, I have some African listeners, you know, and I'm going to actually broadcast live from the Raging Reiki session starting August 4th, if I'm able, uh, because I feel like there's a portion of music that's in that therapy, from heavy metal to trap music to evoke you know, and and when I say demons, I mean the thing that ails you, okay, so that we're able to heal that, get it out, trap it where it needs to be trapped, and release that negative energy. So as it gets closer, I'm getting more and more nervous. I'm getting more and more excited because I just can't wait. And so I've just been breezy about a lot of things, like just super breezy. I've been super clear about a lot of things. Um, and... I get a phone call. I I cannot, on God, I can't make this shit up. I get a phone call. I see the number because, you know, T-Mobile puts some shit in there. So I see who it is because it's not saved in my phone. And I answer it literally feeling nothing, like just thinking nothing of it. And so if you guys read my first book, Stay in Your Lane, The Diary of a Hot Mess, there was a character in the book named Victor Flores. Well, obviously that's a real person. So the Victor Flores, that's not his real name calls me and you know he starts the conversation with oh you know I bet you're shocked that I called and things and such and I just I really wasn't I just I felt I didn't feel any type of way about it I just was like okay is everything all right you know because obviously so you know he was telling me I said well he said what's the first thing that comes to your mind I said well I'm trying to figure out are you on white or brown liquor you know uh no pun intended but you know so I haven't spoke to this man in probably a year, I think, after my surgery. Um, so I'm back on Facebook. That's something else that happened um, within the last week or two. I'm back on Facebook because business-wise it makes sense. You know, I'm trying to appeal to my local market. Well, Victor Flores lives in Florida. So, yeah, I remember him, pink toothbrush, Victor Flores. So we had a nice conversation didn't last very long, but one of the things he said, and this goes back to why I do and what I do and why I'm the way I am, is he apologized for, I don't even know what for, but then he says to me, because I know this man, he says, um, but I'm not apologizing for you. I'm apologizing more for my behavior. I'm apologizing for myself because I feel fucked up about it. So remember I told you guys before, this is why I don't apologize a lot. And when I do, I meant it because I'm very clear what I said and what I did because I probably was calculated and thought about it for many, many years before I did the shit to you. So 
when he did that, I said, you know, this is why I don't accept apologies because people get misconstrued into thinking that apologies are for you. No, it's to make the other person feel better about making you a victim or doing something fucked up to you. So he said it, and you would think that I would, you know, run, jump off the balcony and do cartwheels and just some sort of level of vindication, but I, I didn't feel that way. I felt like are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Because I could definitely sense there was some level of healing that needed to occur. Now, I'm not sure if I'm the one to heal you, but I'm just saying it was, it made me feel good that I don't have a track record of motherfuckers that A, I've done dirty, or B, and you're talking about at this point, I've known this man 11 years, 11 motherfucking years. Yeah, 11 motherfuckers. So I look at it as, you know, we've, we've all grown, okay? I hold no ill will towards anybody. When I mean that shit, I, when I say it, I have to mean it. And so to hear from him, it was good to hear from him and everything is cool. And, of course, I got off the phone and called my, my partner, my significant other, and, you know, let him know, like, hey, this is what's going on. And he's like, you know, I'm not threatened. I'm like, it, it wasn't about that. It was about... I'm letting I'm being transparent so that later on down the line if there's a situation I don't want to have to explain why I didn't tell you that this person called and at the time you know for a long time I'm thinking this is the love of my life you know and so I I just I don't do shit like that you know I'd rather just and it's funny because we didn't talk about relationship we didn't talk about our relationship we didn't talk about any of that it was more just him wanting to have somebody to talk to and on one level I'm kind of glad that we had that type of relationship because 99%, almost 100%, nah, fuck that, 100% of my boyfriends were my friends first. Not friend in the sense of we didn't think we was going to date, we just hanging out. Nah, we knew what the fuck we was doing, but we took it, not slow, but that was my friend. Like, I got to know you, I got to know what you like, what, you, what your scent is, what kind of toothpaste you use, what's your middle name. Like, we hung out, we had a good time, you know. So I'm thankful that, you know, you thought of me on a night that you was drinking white liquor and, you know, wanted to get some shit off your chest. He has a copy of my book on his coffee table. You know, I'm blessed about that because, you know, to see yourself immortalizing. And, you know, offered that if I ever needed, you know, because, listen, I, I was watching Trick Daddy the other day, and he said, you know, a lot of you broads, as you get older, you're going to have to start, you know, uh, what is he saying? You're going to need uh, references you know, as to how bad you was or as to what type of woman that you were and things like that. He was like, and I'm the one that has to give the references because y'all out here, you know, everybody wants to start their life over and move away. You can move to 50 different cities. You're still going to be the same raggedy bitch if you're a raggedy bitch. It doesn't matter. I can pick up and go anywhere in the fucking world and still be D. Scott because that's who the fuck I am. And trust me, I will make a name for myself whether I was in Iceland, Alaska, fucking in San Angelo, Texas, it, it wouldn't matter. So, you know, to hear that conversation and to not feel the way that I thought I would feel when that conversation came, man, that's growth. Who this? Who are you right now, Denise? Like, that that's growth. Can't make this shit up. I wake up and I look on my phone because now I'm back on Facebook and, um, which is an excellent tool if you use it properly instead of fucking telling all your business and lying. So doesn't my one of my old fiancés from 
literally 20 years ago, reaches out. And he's like, hey, again, nothing about like, hey, you look good, nothing. Just, hey, I, you know, I saw you back on here and how you doing. And, you know, I asked him about his daughters because he has three and he asked about my son. And like I said, this is somebody I was engaged to when I was like fucking, you know, 22, 23 years old. And um, it's just crazy. Again, like, I, I really have to pat myself on the motherfucking back because it's like for all the torment and the pain, so I, I want somebody that this is message is definitely for somebody, for all the torment and pain that you think you're going through right now because you're going through a breakup or you're going through something, I promise you, if you were good to these motherfuckers and I can put this on my life. They could be the most sadistic. I had the motherfucker that tried to murder me, sit across from me at a table 15 years post, you know, uh, attempted murder and tell me I'm sorry. You know, I thought that, you know, X, Y, and Z was happening and I thought you was leaving me and I did everything for you and da-da-da-da-da, you know, and apologized. And that that apology was vindicating 15 years later because of the fact of all the grimy shit that you did afterward. And a lot of people don't realize that sometimes you're just a poor man's Denise. That's all. And and so that's why I won't get involved with motherfuckers that's like, oh, I'm recently divorced. No, nah, I'm good. Just get, get go through your whole phase because you're going to be looking for in every woman you meet. It's a common thing. You know, or, you know, fuck with somebody like, yeah, I'm broke up, and then he's going to be right back the next day. So there was a lot of that that went on. But peep this. So 15 years post pre, you know, pre murder and shit. The next day after we had the little sushi date, and that was the other thing. And I and I wrote about that in the book, Stay in Your Lane, where I talked about the fact that you know to hear him sit and have a conversation about the fact that he doesn't have purpose and he doesn't, you know, he feel he wishes he was closer to his children and things like that. You, you know, you realize you're not doing so bad in life, you know. And so the next day. You know, he goes to one of his buildings that he owned, and a pane of glass fell and almost severed his arm. Now, you know, some of y'all believe in karma. I believe in spirit, okay? And that meeting probably was about eight years ago. So eight years ago, I was still in a place where I was feeling vindicated. You know, yes, finally, you know, you, you, you said I'm sorry. And Really, you guys have to learn to live with the fact that some people are not sorry. And some people are, you, you have to live your life with apologies that you, with, without apologies that, that you may never get. You know, if you waited for this person to apologize, like people will wait their whole life for somebody just to say, I told you so, or just to, I don't have that kind of time or energy. And so, after I, you know, I, I spoke briefly with the ex-fiance from 20 years ago. Just again, I was like, "Who is? Who are you right now, girl? You, you know, it's just you, you." And when I say I feel nothing, I don't mean in the sense of like, like so what, nigga, like you know, Rick James type shit. I mean, I felt nothing. Like I didn't wish no ill will. Like I didn't feel petty. I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel any of that. I felt very loved or, or, you know, loved by my significant other, but more or less I felt very um, respected, you know, that you would even think to to reach out. Now, I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that you didn't see my brand on the Internet so that you see me pop up on your Explore page or anything like that. I don't know. It couldn't be that. But 
I definitely feel that when you start getting into a space as a mother, as a parent, or as any human being where you have to, where you're able to look back at some of your actions and some of the things that you do or you say to people and say, who the fuck were you? What was wrong with you? What was going on with you? I think that that is where the fucking growth comes. So right now I'm going to play you one of my favorite jams that's just been going on right now. And actually tomorrow I'm supposed to be getting drenched by juice. Uh, drenched by juice to this song So make sure you guys look out for it If you're not following me on Instagram At miss.d.scott And Raging Reiki will be on Squeaker Radio As of August 4th And I am going to get to you guys And guess what, I'm living my best life I'm not going back and forth with you niggas We're going to start this thing all right Duval in the motherfucking house. Come on, come on. Do a baby ticket, baby. 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 Come on. Check it on, check it out. Come show them what it's all about. Check it on, check it out. Show them what it's all about. You got a lot to be smiling for. So what the fuck you be wildin' for? I get my grin on. I'm smiling, bitch, cause I always get my win on. I've been on so many different stages. Raced a cover of a hundred magazine pages. Made people smile everywhere that I went. I even put it on the first black president. It's evident I'm hot as a crock pot. With a big ass smile like Mr. Hot Spot. You got a lot to be smiling for. So what the fuck you be wildin' for? If you're breathing, you achieving. Smile, bitch. Smile, bitch. Come on. We having fun this evening. Believe me.